0: So how you you been? It has been a long time.
1: Yeah, it's I can't remember the last time we had like a really long conversation about life. I think it's been like, what, almost four years.
0: I think so. Last time I I think last time we hung out was uh, at Starbucks and you were were teaching me how to use Instagram.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yes, because you're doing like social media or something. So I was teaching you how to do like the analytics side of it.
0: Yeah, it actually helped a lot, actually. So it was really helpful.
1: Nice. That's so funny because that's what I do. I would say like almost every day at work now
0: so. is helping people with like the analytics on Instagram and stuff or other things too.
1: Um, no more so for the company that I work for, so it's like, okay, what's our analytics, what's working, what's on our story? Um, what content is not getting interactions? what is so
0: things like. that. So how, how did you get into that position because I think you were you were originally like an email marketing person, right? and then now yeah. you're like, now you're like a full-blown content marketing person there, right? So how that how that happen?
1: Wow. Do you want me to start like off by going on my whole life journey and how it <laughs> <laughs> led to this position?
0: I mean, I know your life journey before this position, but I don't really. So yeah, you can maybe for like the listeners, uh, they'll probably want to hear everything. Honestly, I mean, I know I know where you're at up until we were working together, but honestly, yeah, if you just want to dive into the whole thing, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, I can summarize that section real quick um, because like my background when it came to school, I was always into like math. And also I was taking engineering classes because both my parents are engineers. So I was like, oh, I really like this, but I was also in video production classes and I was into that and uh, creating content that way. And I was just doing that on my own personal time. So it's like, oh, let me create these life videos. I've been filming my life since I was 14 and watching myself grow up. And then I would post those on YouTube. Um, So with that, uh, then I went to college at uh, UCSB, and then I got that marketing coordinator position, which ended up me doing email marketing. I didn't even know that was a thing. All I knew is that I was creating pretty newsletters for the campus and sending it out to twenty six thousand students and saying, "Oh, this is what's going on." And then we started working together, and then we were doing emails and sending it out to people. That, and that was emails. an adventure. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a lot. Just you and I'm I actually, being like,
0: yeah. I've never actually talked about that job in the show, actually. But yeah, what's your what's your perspective on it?
1: Of our of when we worked together, that job?
0: Yeah, you were saying it was like it was like a lot, right?
1: I mean, yeah, I I really appreciated having you there because like you hired me. And so it was like all this like stuff coming in. It was a lot of drama. It's just like, well, all we need to do is get our numbers up. How do we do that? And, like working together to try to make people like our emails. It's like, what if I put a picture of a pug? <laughs>
0: Do you remember when Charlie wrote the the bunny rabbit email? No. You don't remember that one?
1: I can't. I uh, the bunny rabbit.
0: But we got in trouble because I guess like the the remember they were like the emails are proliferating like now we have one about rabbits you I don't know that was really funny. I <laughs> oh, yeah, it was really
1: fun. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Like what are you guys even writing about at this point? <laughs>
0: we were so just trying funny. to get
1: anything to work we're like what if we did this or that and so we were doing like our own I guess experimental strategy at that point because nobody was leading us
0: yeah well honestly looking back so like on the one hand like you said tons of drama and obviously not like um a job you do for like a long time yeah. but looking back now that I have a bit more experience I feel like that was a super unique thing that we were actually doing where we actually kind of had to, like we had like our own little thing that was going on it was kind of like we were our own little like Co founders almost, you know what I mean? That's how it felt. So it was actually kind of a fun time looking back.
1: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed working with you guys. Like, I had so much fun. We even had interns, (laughs) you would bring them out.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I was hilarious. Yeah. You're like,
1: I'm going to show them what startup life is. And you had us go out and you made us play frisbee. (laughs) Was it frisbee or was it, what what were we catching? It was football. Football, yeah. And I, I don't didn't think want you to do it. it
0: though, you just like kind of like we're like I remember you were kind of like kneeling kind of like le- like taking a knee like watching us play.
1: Yeah because I'm traumatized from P.E. in high school when we were playing football. Um, they would have us run then catch the ball and I remember the coach he threw it and then I was running and he hit me in the head so I never wanted to play football again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no looking back that was like a really a huge learning experience for, like both of us like you taught me what A-B testing was and you're <laughs> And you're like, yeah, how to optimize a site and this <laughs> and that and like figure out like what works and what doesn't work. And I was like, oh, OK, and I remember like struggling to actually understand that concept. But now it's so easy for me to understand.
0: No, it's so neat because we both ended up going into it like marketing afterwards, which even though it was more like a sales thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. I feel like we both learned a lot from doing that. And you were you were actually end up being there longer than me, too, I think. Like I think I left and you were there a couple months after me, I think.
1: Yeah, I think. When did you leave?
0: I left like November of 2017.
1: Okay, so yeah, I stayed until February.
0: Okay, it's not that much longer.
1: No, it was very lonely. It's funny cause it's sort of reminding me of like how I feel today when it comes to work. And yeah. so just like isolating, like I just worked by myself, my whole team. and they were hiring more people in the Philippines and it's just like all this offshore training I was doing. So that way they could replace our whole team but even though it was just me so it's like okay what does Karina know that that team doesn't know okay let's make sure that she trains them in that area (laughs) so that's like what the end result of you guys leaving and then just me just like okay let's train these people and then I was like I'm done like I need to go but and um it's funny because like that whole thing we would do is like okay let's see if this works like experimenting with that content and figuring out um okay with that in mind how can I actually take this like lot i don't know how to explain it but imagine like a flow chart and that flow chart is your customer journey and so putting in those pieces of let's just say an email template like okay customers will receive email template one then you go down the flow chart did they click the link no then they'll go down this chart and then they get email 1a instead of email 2. and so we continue on with that content and so from there I was creating all these email content journeys and I was creating these really extensive elaborate flow charts. It's like, okay, well, if they sign up here, then they're going to do this. And I was really into it and I love making like processes and writing SOPs. I love like diving into CRM data and figuring out, I don't know, like I like creating reports. So (laughs) what do, what are customers want to do this month? And looking at like what they're clicking on, what they're engaging with. And so if you take that little aspect, of it's just email, it's like, okay, well, what if we do that? With the blog social email now you have like your whole content channels so you're doing all that and now it's like the big idea of it all so pushing all your customers through there and then that's how i got here from just i guess overthinking all my content you know
0: so that's so how did you um like how did you sell yourself to the company like when you got there because like I, like what you just told me i love the way you explain that and it mm-hmm. brings me back because that's how i felt after doing that job like i yeah. felt like i understood a little better how like the messaging works with people when you talk to them. So like how did that like when you had your interview, how did you explain that to the to the people there?
1: Oh that's so long ago. <laughs> so that was like <laughs> three and a half years ago with this interview. Um so I had three interviews. I think it was three or, or two. I was supposed to have three, but the CEO was uh, I think out of the country or out of state or something, so I couldn't get that one. Um so from my first interview it was more so like, okay, do you get along with like our company? So you had to figure out do you actually like what is that like mix well with the company culture like a cultural like,
0: fit yeah
1: yeah yeah and so I found out that they had a lot of like 25 to early 30 year olds so I was like okay well I'm in that range group and it's like okay well do you have a skill set for the position so it's like okay match those two then the second interview actually I actually did have three interviews second interview was with the VP over a phone call she is she is a great woman like she has so much expertise in her area she really understands business but when you're on a phone call with somebody like that high up it's like really intimidating it's like oh my god this person knows so much and they're talking it kind of feels like they're talking at you so it's just like blah 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 like all in your face like oh my god i'm trying to grasp things and i don't feel like i'm qualified for this anymore (laughs) and then it turned out that she really liked me and i'm just talking about like what we did like okay well Because we would do A-B testing. Oh, yeah, totally. You'd be like, oh, I remember one thing was our one email with the word meeting but lowercase had a much higher uh, open rate than with a capital M. I was like, yeah, there's that. I remember bringing that up. So just like little things. And so then I got my third interview. In my third interview, I wanted to... Because this company is is a, like in the wellness industry. So you want to be like in with the times. You want to understand what like people are doing for self-care. Um, and so I wanted to look like I'm cool. I understand the audience that we're going for since they target millennials. And so it's like, okay, I want to dress professional, but I also want to dress like I'm edgy or like cool and I know what I'm doing. So that was like the first thing in my mind to sell to them is like my image. And then from there, just... I don't know, like going that's in with a really like, cool. Like, not to, not yeah. to interrupt, I,
0: I, I never usually think about that enough, I think. Like what the th- like the, the amount of thought that you just put into that, like how do I match like the vibe of this company? Whenever mm-hmm. I go to interviews, I usually just kind of like, I don't think about it that much. That's that's a, I think that's a good insight.
1: Yeah, like when you look at the company, you go on their Instagram, you go on like their sales pages, like what do the employees look like? So, and then how can you stand out a little bit from that? So then you could sell yourself like, wow, you could be here if you hire me. <laughs> Um, so that's like what I was going for and um, when I went in there too I was like so nervous I was like oh my god I really want this job like I want it so bad so I was like in my car I also brought my iPad because I like drawing and it also like helps me calm down so I was 15 minutes early to my no I was way earlier than that I was 30 minutes early to my interview so I'm sitting in the parking lot with my iPad just drawing to make myself Mm -hmm. calm down and my palms are so sweaty I can't even hold my Apple pen so I'm like it's okay it's fine listening to music (laughs) and then I get in there and then when I see the uh, VP I'm like so nervous but then as soon as we sit down I'm like, I mean, it's okay. If I really think about it, I don't even have this job. So why am I so nervous like I'm doing a bad job when I'm not doing anything? And then I just brought myself back down to reality. And then we just talked like normal humans like, oh, hey, I see you do this. I'm like, yeah. And I brought my iPad in with me, actually. Now I remember this. I brought my iPad in and I created a newsletter. So I created a newsletter for like their email channel of like what I would create for them. So it's like, Oh, look, you can send out these newsletter to like a specific customer base. So I made one for spas, fitness and salon owners. And I had different designs for each one. And I had Did
0: they ask designs. you to do that or did you just do that on your own?
1: No, I just did oh,
0: that. Oh, set yourself <laughs> apart. From the, that's super smart. I've never done anything like that.
1: Yeah, I went like, really above cool. and beyond for oh, this yeah. position. How can you not
0: get that job if you do something like that? That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I, I even drew out like all the different ga- uh, graphic pieces that were in that newsletter. And so the VP was looking at it, like she's scrolling on my iPad. She was like, "Wow, you created this!" And I was like, "Yeah, I even drew that." And then I put that on the bottom, and then I put, I took their um, PNG files for their logos, and I branded all the different newsletters that I did for them. Wow. So I showcased my talent, how I can build their brand in with my talent, and how I can use copy in a punny way.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> what, did you, what did you use for? Um... What did you use for like the like? uh, What tool did you use to make the email? Did you actually just draw it yourself, or did you use like a Mailchimp or something like that?
1: No, I used Procreate, but that's like a an artist app, so that's for drawing. I could have used Photoshop or anything like that, but that's like the route that I decided to take. Okay. Like that, yeah. So I I completely forgot I did that. So yeah, I went above and beyond with that, and I remember she was so excited to see um, these newsletters. And I guess that's exactly what she was looking for anyways. I had no idea she was looking for that. Um, But more segmented um, emails that had engaging, fun content on there. And so I didn't know that from creating those, I would actually end up creating those like professionally for them. And when I look back at those templates, I'm like, that's so funny because I had a quick tip section for their newsletter. And I ended up creating a whole... um, what would I call this, like a project for them called Tips and Tricks, and so the video team now does that, and they create tips and tricks for our customers, and like, oh, do you know that you can do this and that, and also here's some personal tips for you as a business owner. I'm like, that's so, I think that's so fun to see that come to life, and it become like an actual recurring thing.
0: Well, it's it's also interesting too, because I think what it sounds like uh, because of the pandemic, because I know, I've noticed this myself, and I'm going through this too, um, content is in more demand now, but yeah. That also so on the one side it's a good thing because it means content people have jobs. But on the other side, uh, there's just a lot more pressure because like it's like what few traditional modes of marketing were left. It's almost like they're gone now, and so it's like you have to like double up on content. You know what I mean? So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what happens like when it's all over.
1: Yeah, I I definitely do see the stress on content. It's like well now we need this and now we need to tell people how to do this and that, and it's hard as a content creator to still be creative with that. It's like, well, how do I keep coming up with topics to create content for when I'm so burnt out? Because in order to be creative, you need like, do you know the five pillars of self?
0: Um, n- no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I, I think it's this. My, um, I have a self-love coach, so she's teaching me like these different five pillars, just basically how to be confident and what to do. I believe it's uh, the financial pillar, your mental pillar, your emotional pillar, your physical pillar and your spiritual pillar. And so essentially you want all those five pillars to be full and then you feel really good. Um, And so if you have your, let's imagine that your mental pillar is really low and you're just exhausted, you can't think of anything. And so what you're supposed to do is practice self-care and self-love to replenish that mental filter. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, how can I mentally feel better? You could do that by like journaling, you can do that by blogging, like talking it out yourself and giving yourself like a mini therapy session to feel mentally better and so creativity comes from the mental pillar and so imagine that you're so burnt out you can't think of anything and so you are told to keep working keep working create content but you have nothing left in your mental pillar you keep trying to replenish it but nothing happens because content is in such high demand oh, so yeah. like how do you like keep up that creativity and so i'm trying i'm trying to find an answer for that but i don't know
0: it's tough yeah it's tough yeah, I don't know what the answer to that is because I, I feel like a lot of my life is um, because I'm trying to keep work, like my creativity going at work. I feel like a lot of my life is sort of just like, okay, what kind of things can I do outside of work to stay uh, productive? Like, you know, like how can I get, make sure I have time to exercise? How can I make sure I have time to do things I like so I'm not thinking about work, you know? But mm-hmm. if the demand is so high that you don't have, like, you can't do that stuff, it, it I feel like it would be pretty draining on like actually getting cool, good content done, you know? But I I find like that's probably why I do like this podcast and do like my website and stuff is uh, I feel like having that creative outlet where there's not pressure on me, like it's not like a business is going to live or die on my content helps me to stay creative. And I notice like the more blogs I'm running on my website, usually the more productive I'm also being at work because it's like it's taking the pressure off of my creativity. It's like, okay, I have this outlet and then that kind of like helps me get unstuck and then I can go back to work and um, like write stuff for work you know so i I guess that's one thing that helps with me but you you do a lot of stuff outside of work too right
1: yeah i technically have two jobs which is insane
0: (laughs) really so what do you do outside of work like your main Um, job
1: so my second job is i'm a digital artist and that just happened through instagram so funny enough like how you're saying that you're doing the podcast and your websites um to like feel like yourself again so you can keep working that's what I was doing with art I would just draw on Instagram to feel like myself and I was like this is so much fun so I'm doing that and I didn't I didn't know that when you're showing off your skills and like your hobbies people are um, attracted to that so like wow this person is so um, authentic creative driven um, just really ambitious and people I would say like they look at you like a light in their moth and so everyone wants to go and look at that and see the content you're creating on a personal level because that's like what really matters to you and so as I was drawing a lot on Instagram I didn't know I was like branding myself as an artist and I was just being me so the more I'm being me it's like okay Karina is an artist when I think I need art I could think of Karina and so that branding is happening and then I know some people were coming up to me saying, like, hey, can you draw my tattoos? Like, that's how it started. So I would create, like, tattoo designs for people. And then I realized, oh, I can do more than this. And so I started doing uh, commission pieces and just saying on my Instagram story, like, hey, I have three commission slots open. So typically I'll do four to five commissions a month. And um, I'm trying to clean up that process now because I'm realizing, like, oh, this is actually, like, an income. Like, this supports... Like, it pays a lot of my bills that I, I wow, don't have to worry awesome. about. Yeah. And I've worked with really cool people last year. And I even worked with, like, a. it was, a, I would say, an agency. So the agency was helping out a clothing launch, and they needed a logo for their tags and everything. So I created that for them, too. And I think it was, like, 10 different designs. I was like, this is really cool, like, to see everything come to life. And yes, yeah, so and I'm just creating like all these art pieces, and I'm expanding it to do these massive canvas paintings. I haven't even talked about it yet. And I haven't shared it on Instagram. Um, oh, but exclusive.
0: Yeah. Karina exclusive.
1: Yeah, it's a Keep really, it really cool project. That's and awesome. yeah. I think it's going to do really well. So I'm going to get a website running for that and I'm going to do more TikToks for it. And I'm going to show the process of how to create it because people love TikTok right now. And they also love seeing like creative projects and the part, like the part series, where it's like wait for part two to see like what happens. So that's my, I'm creating a strategy for this and it's really fun to do. And so I think that's also my creative outlet because my commission pieces are no longer that um, free I guess I would call it like free will, like when you're trying yeah. to just do things for yourself. Now I'm trying to please my clients.
0: Yeah. And that that's something that I like this year. It was around the time I started doing the website. And that's something I really like. They really stuck home to me. I think it was I was reading about or like I was learning. Actually, okay, I'll go back a little bit. I had just got a subscription to Disney Plus. Like, my mm-hmm. wife wanted... I, like, I haven't, like, watched Disney stuff in a long time, but I just figured Disney stuff was, like, for kids, you know? Yeah. And so my wife got this uh, subscription to Disney Plus, and I was, like, watching all these documentaries on there. And then I just got to get really into, like, Walt Disney, you know? And um, one thing that struck me about him is that he was determined to do work that he wanted to do, you know? And obviously, not all of us are able to do that. I mean, it's kind of like the dream to do that, right? Yeah. But like i think there's something to that like pursuing the work that you want to do it's not just like you're commissioning it i mean it's awesome because people are recognizing your skills and your value but it's like i'm creating this because i think this is awesome and now i want to share this with people i think that there's something really cool to that you know
1: yeah i think that's that goes back to the whole authenticity that's like one of my life values is being really authentic to yourself and to others And I think when you do that, like people just know, like, it's a feeling of like, this is a good person, because they're being so authentic, I can just feel it like in my soul, you know. And so and I feel like, when you're creating content, you're putting your soul on the table, basically, like, I find this to be incredible, because I made it. And I think it's so cool. I want to share it with the world. And when other people connect with that, that's when you form like a community. And when you have that community, then you have all that support. And it feels really good, because you know, like, it's you, and it matches like your audience. And so you can find yourself in your audience. And that builds like a really strong bond.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I, I think that's totally right. And I, I've kind of found that too, with my website. And, um, and it's funny, too, because I, I feel like people often are usually more interested in hearing about, like you said, are more interested in hearing about like my website and the stuff I'm writing on my own blog, as opposed to just like, what I do professionally, you know. And even like just like professional people, they're oftentimes more interested in seeing what like I choose to do in my free time as opposed to like what I'm getting paid for. So I think that's definitely a lot of truth to that. Yeah. So like where do you guys go? No, I was going
1: to say um, on your blog because I saw one that you I think you shared it on LinkedIn and I was really interested in what you wrote. I think it was like six reasons to leave California or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, California. And I was like, what? Joe wants to leave California. And I click on it <laughs> ends up being like I like just ironic and not leaving California. I was like, oh, that, that was really good clickbait.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a yeah, ton of people. That's actually if you Google it, I don't know if it still is, but it was the the first search result. Actually, if you type in like, should I leave California?
1: That's wow. like the first
0: one that comes up. So I'm pretty proud of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's some great SEO right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. But my blog is so my blog is my main source of traffic um, for my website. And that's also, also makes sense because that's my main thing is writing. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you thought of doing canned content for people like just writing for them? on like writers mean- access or something?
0: I haven't. I haven't. What do you do for that? Like, what is that?
1: So writer access is a way that like, let's say I need to get a content piece for the blog, but I don't have the, I don't know, my writers don't have the expertise in that area. I can go on writersaccess.com and I can just hire someone to write that piece for me.
0: That's a smart idea, but I guess it just kind of goes back to what we were talking about. We're like, I'm not that interested in doing content for other people, you know, like I'll do it for my day job, but beyond that. I'm kind of like, mm. <laughs> yeah. not that <laughs> That's true. I kind of just want to like share my own vision, I guess, you know.
1: I don't know if it's a generational thing or if it's a growing up thing or like what it is, but I find that a lot of people I speak to, there's like this this clash when it comes to like the people who are managing us right now and then us and like what we want in a work environment and what it is that we see as fulfilling. And I think the generation above us is more so like it's a job, get over it, like work, you know? (laughs) And I I don't know if that, I think that's actually everywhere because I have some friends like who are in a completely different profession than I am. And it's the same exact environment But I would not expect to hear that from. So I'm just thinking, is it a generational thing? Or does everyone just go through this and they become numb and heartless and they just turn (laughs) into like this corporate slave?
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, that's like, I think I do agree with you to an extent, I think it probably is something maybe generational, but my take on it is, and like, it's probably different than your take, but my take on it is like, I'm actually okay with it. Like I'm okay with that. Like them, not, like for example, like people in charge of businesses or whatever, whoever we're working for, I'm okay with them not being super interested in like um, what fuels me creatively because um, why am I, why am I okay with that? I had a good thought. <laughs> I, I, I think it's because like I'm doing something useful for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I am doing something that's useful and providing value and like I'm that's why and so like that's why I'm making money from them, but then I can go and in my free time do like it's providing like the, the means I need so I have the free time to go and do my thing, you know? So like mm-hmm. I guess I don't really feel myself like I need to feel fulfilled from my, my day job, but that's just I mean, I guess like the best of both worlds would be that you are getting fulfilled creatively from your day job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I believe that, like, you can find fulfillment elsewhere and your job should not be your life. Like, that should not be, like, I find my life value in my job and, like, I thrive off of this because that's, like, people who are on their deathbed and they say, like, oh, I wish I would have hung out with, like, my loved ones more. Instead, all I did was work overtime every single day. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's really important to at least find, like, excitement in your job or to, like, at oh, least yeah. find, like, that motivation that keeps you there and... If you can't find that, then like, would you agree that you just go to your external outlets of what you're doing? So like, go more to your website, to go more to your podcast, and find that. Or what? What do you think mm. you would do?
0: That's a good question. So like, I I agree. Like, so I I said earlier, like you don't need to find like your total creative fulfillment at your job. But like, I guess it's just like a fine line because if it's making you miserable, I wouldn't stay. You know, like I wouldn't just like like slog through the day and then at the end of the day, go like create stuff and then, but that is what a lot of people do, right? Like the starving artist cliche, right? Like the people who work at Starbucks and then they work on their play and their free time. I think that's fine. I think it's kind of nice to find a happy medium though. And I think that's why I like working in content marketing because it's so in demand and it is where my interest is, mm-hmm. but like, it's not going to fulfill I I just don't feel like it should or needs to fulfill every aspect of my creativity. like. I'm not going to write like one like one blog post I've written that people like is like I wrote about like the five less life lessons that you can learn from Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like and like, you know, people like look that one up a lot on Google for some reason. I just thought that was a like, funny post. But like, I don't expect people to pay me to do that. But that doesn't mean I still also don't like the fact that I can still write blog posts about tech stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. I guess it's just kind of like a balance for me. I don't, I don't know if you can relate to that or not.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely do. That was my whole thing of like, okay, I'm gonna create all these processes and figure out like the content over here, but I'm also just gonna be like an artist. Like, they're so different, like, doing that. Like, I'm like a process engineer when it comes to content of like, um, who clicks what? Okay, what percent is higher? Okay, let's create more of that. Okay, how can we curate that to make it even more trendy and how to make it more um, impactful on our audience? And then you also have to be so aware of like how your audience is changing and to like, actually like stay up to them or stay um, what's the word you want to stay above them so it's like okay I want to lead you like you need to be like the thought leader of it rather than trying to like follow your audience and so yeah. I think uh, what's causing burnout right now across a lot of like let's say content creators is how do you stay ahead of your audience and you don't even know what's coming up like there's so much going on in the world that you can't predict it like for example what just happened this week like the oh, capital yeah. just like how yeah, do you predict crazy. that it's yeah. like there's little bits and seeds that are planted that you could be like oh that could happen but what's the probability of it so trying to figure out how to be like a step ahead when you don't know what's going on and I think that's the hardest part of this job right now for any content creator is just trying to be like okay with that so
0: yeah, like a certain level, like you're a certain level of being okay with a certain or being okay with a certain level of um, ambiguity in the future is kind of necessary right now. Yeah. So, what do you think's next for you, um, career-wise? Are you are you like, is it, are you going to be more focused? Do you think because you already achieved a lot? Like you've already like you yeah. managed like a bunch of people. Um, you're doing super well. So, do you see yourself like going headfirst into career more, or do you see yourself like okay, I'm good where I'm at, and I want to focus more on my creative stuff?
1: Well. I definitely have so much growing to do. Like I just got into the management position three, three months ago, four months ago. And I would say that becoming a manager, you really have to learn like your professionalism and like how do you maintain that? And how do you make people see you as the leader in the group? And how do you like keep that? And so that's what I'm learning. It's like, okay, how do I manage people? And that's like the skill that I'm lacking. And so I know how to influence people. I know how to be like, come on, everybody, let's do this. And like, I can get them all on the same page. But it's like, okay, now how do I delegate? How do I manage this? How do I create them? Or how do I get them to create the content I see in my head? That's the hardest part. Because you can be a content creator and you can put like your all your ideas on a piece of paper and you can draw it, you can write it. But how do you get your ideas in somebody else's head to get them to create that? Because you can't do it all. And that's the part that I'm struggling with. And I think that's just going to take time. And so what, like, let's say I see myself doing the same job, I'm probably still going to be a manager in the next year or so. Um, But that's the skill I want to learn and how to mold that because that's so beneficial in so many areas of my life, not just like my career life, but managing like those relationships and building stronger bonds with people, but also keeping that boundary. So it's a lot of like learning how to create boundaries, but also creating connection and that's been like a really big thing when becoming a manager and yeah, but I definitely want to grow my art business. I already gave you like a sneak peek of something I'm going to be working on, which is this whole um, canvas and creating um, different vibes for certain areas in your home. And so I'm really excited about that. And my art is so cool. Yeah. I'm really, really excited to share that on Instagram. So that will be fun. And on TikTok. and my art business is growing pretty big. So we'll see what happens, like if this grows a lot, I think I'm gonna focus on my art business because that will also come in, Um, it will need strategy. And I really know how to do like creative content strategy and how to place that. And so that would be really fun doing that for my art business, like doing a multi-channel strategy uh, piece. So like on TikTok, Instagram, does it need a blog? I don't think so, but (laughs) people could write about it, (laughs) yeah.
0: That's awesome. Cool. So, where where can people find you then on social media? Like, where's the best people? Where's the best place to uh, get in touch <laughs> with you?
1: Um, on Instagram, it is P S Karina. It's a C, so P S C A R I N A. And then on TikTok, same thing at P S Karina, but underscore. And TikTok, I like to make videos of my art creations. So I haven't really been on there, but that's really fun for me too.
0: Okay. Awesome. Uh, it was uh, really cool having you on the show. I really appreciate catching up with you. I know it's been a long time, so I feel like we have I feel like we have a lot in common. We should uh, maybe work on some more stuff in the future together. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much what I do crosses over to like art stuff, but you know, I'm sure there's other opportunities to create more stuff together in the future.
1: Yeah, I think we could create pretty cool content together. I mean, we have in the past, so I can't imagine like the years <laughs> we haven't spoken to each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: we could create now.